the early YouTube phenomenon of Reply Girls. I heard about an interesting phenomenon recently. Do you guys know what Reply Girls are? It's a YouTube phenomenon. I was not around on YouTube during this point. It was like the very early days of YouTube. At the very beginning of YouTube, there were a bunch of women who exploited the algorithm on YouTube to get like heaps of views for no effort. What they would do is uh, perfectly copy the name of a video that's trending, put themselves in the thumbnail with like, you know, a very low cut top and then copy the tags of the trending video. So whenever anyone watched that trending video on the side of the screen would be the exact same title or reply to exact same title, but with a hot chick there. And people go, oh, what's this? And they would click the video. And a person made, the, the, the first one made like heaps of money doing this. And that was one of the things that caused YouTube to focus on watch time as opposed to um, like views and stuff. Because obviously the reply girls would keep getting more and more views. So the videos would keep getting more and more recommendations and this will get more and more views and, and so on. My first popular video that I ever made was a video reply. I can still remember when I was uh, at work, showed Lee my phone like, hey man, I got another subscriber. I had like 30, 40 subscribers or something. These days, right, most video views don't come from subscribers and stuff, right? They come from uh, the recommended feed. You might watch one video from someone you're subscribed to and then you're seeing the recommended feed, a bunch of videos. You're like, oh, what's this? Oh, what's this? Oh, what's this? And that's YouTube's goal. Because let's be real, you don't know what you want to watch. Because you don't know everything on YouTube, right? You don't even know what you're interested in because you haven't necessarily seen everything or whatever, right? Until it's put in front of your face and you look at it and go, do I want to watch this? You can't really know. Like what, what I do over day is I wake up, I go through my subscription feed, I make a tab for every new video that I want to watch, and then I progressively watch those videos while I'm doing other stuff. And then when I'm done with that, at the end of the day, if there's no more videos in my subscription feed, and I want to watch something, I'll just click on something from the recommended. But I'm like an OG, right? Like I, I've been on YouTube for many, many years, and so I've kind of cultivated myself a list of uh, like people that I want to watch. Most people aren't that way, you know? Why I made a Twitter account. So I've been going over my old tweets to find my best tweets to make a video about. Also because it's interesting looking at my past, like looking at how I thought about things or what I posted and stuff. I posted a lot of tweets to, for zero likes for a long time. I think I largely made a Twitter so that I could uh, promote my Twitch streams. That's what it seems to suggest because like from the, from the get-go, I'm tweeting out uh, that I'm live. Because I, I, I have no idea why I made a Twitch account, a Twitter account back in the day. The channel that inspired me to make my clips channel. So, have you guys seen my tweet? This tweet. The channel Ninocentix is either a bot or just someone downloading popular Twitch clips and putting them on YouTube with no thumbnail. They upload 10 videos an hour. The channel went from basically zero subs and views to 22k subs and 16 million views in nine days. Look at that shit. 10 million percent increase in views. A million percent increase in subs. And this is their channel. Some videos get literally nothing. These are all recent ones, but um, as someone points out here, 300k, 300k, 200k, da 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 da. And people are debating here whether they actually have ads. I reckon they probably have ads. I don't think YouTube cares. I think they'd be perfectly willing to give ads to a channel like that. Is as I always say, making original content is for suckers. If you want to be successful in this world, steal. Can you automate that? Probably. 
The downside, of course, is you have to have, like, no conscience, but... You say you could probably just steal a random video long forgotten in time? I would love to see a bot that would scan YouTube channels to find channels that um, hadn't uploaded in at least five years and then just downloaded like any video that got over a million views and then uploaded it to their channel or something. So you find dead channels that no one cares about. They were once upon a time popular so I can just re-upload their content and see what happens. Why I made my clips channel. Keep in mind when I referenced Twitch's DMCA issues, this was when music companies were potentially putting DMCAs on channels for their older content. Clips channel is just for money. The clips channel was begun primarily to build my brand, as in get more viewers to watch my other stuff. I did not expect it to be as successful as it is. DMCA made my clips channel. It wasn't just that. I had already noticed that there were a bunch of channels on YouTube blowing up like in a week going from having one view to a million views a day and thousands upon thousands of subscribers using other people's clips. And so I looked at that and I'm like, oh, I should do that too. I don't know, what, I mean, when am I gonna have the time though? Like I, I'll get around to it. Like it was on the books as something that I wanted to do, but I didn't know an exact mechanism of how I wanted to do it. And then when the DMCA stuff happened, like, like three or four days later, I was like, well, <laughs> no time like the present. So I looked up, how do I download all my clips? Finding all the ones that I think are good to put on the channel. To my knowledge, I was, I, I had to be at least be one of the first to make their own dedicated clips channel. Like a lot of the really, really big content creators, you know, they, they can't be farts. And they're happy to let these other people do it for them, you know. I have an advantage though that what I'm doing is somewhat unique. If you get suggested a random clip from a random streamer, if they do something funny, you're like, oh, that was funny, but you might not necessarily seek them out. But with my clips, you know, Chaos, GTA 5, speedrunning, GTA 5, Oko, people might not know that it exists. And because they become aware of that, they go, oh, okay, maybe that's something I want to look into. Maybe I like that kind of thing, you know? It is always depressing when something very low effort becomes so much more successful than something really high effort, you know? Effort does not necessarily translate one-to-one -one into reward on YouTube or in life in general. Oh, don't get me wrong, I think that Clips channel is very funny. It's got some real good stuff on it. I just mean it's not like high effort content or something, right? No one should look at what I'm doing there and go, Wow, that's, that's some creative work you got there, man. Like, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing permanently. It's just because I have such a, a, a backlog of clips, you know? Eventually, I'll have to stop. I am tempted, like, when I truly run out of clips, just making another channel and re-uploading all the videos again, but just with different titles and potentially slightly different thumbnails and just seeing how that channel would go. No. Director's commentary. I'll re-upload all the clips with director's commentary. Now, you see here, um, I was doing a speed run and uh, didn't go so well and didn't like that I lost some time, so I yelled. Here, here it is now. You motherfucker! I was very angry that day. <laughs> the value of challenge runs. I love how the weapon's actually important in, in a no-hit run. Me too! I get to use all these weapons and attachments and stuff that I've literally never had a reason to use in like the first 6,000 hours or whatever of me playing the game. That's why challenge runs in general are quite awesome. Like speedruns also, like, I mean speedruns are kind of just a category of challenge runs. 
and a well-made challenge run can have you playing the game in ways that you never thought of before and can allow you to experience parts of the games that you would otherwise not be able to. Or would have no reason to, I should say. Family and given name order in other regions. In some countries, like, uh, I, I know North Korea does it, does South Korea do it as well? Where people, uh, say the last name first, right? I just mean we should make it the norm to say the last name first in Western countries as well. So I could be Judge Matthew. Yeah, Kim is, that's the example. That's, I think that's how I learnt that it's common in these regions to do that. Um, when they were talking about, um, Kim Jong-un's name. So Kim, um, is his last name. So I guess it'd be John on Kim. Why billionaires still want more despite having so much? I don't see the desire of being so rich. You can do anything you want and then just continue to gain more and more wealth that you will never use and will keep to yourself without giving to charity or the people you need. You, you gotta understand, the people that you compare yourself to is the people around you. Your stra strata, right? Like, it's, it's the, put it in terms of streaming. When you have 10 viewers, you're jealous of those people with 100 viewers. You think, oh my god, the people with 100 viewers are just insanely large. You have 100 viewers, you look at the people with the 500 viewers. 500, you look at 1,000, right? Um, you, may, you may think Bezos is on the top of the pyramid in regards to society. There's this great video by Economics Explained that breaks down the different types of billionaires. And Bezos isn't in the upper most strata of, of billionaires. There's like billionaires that are effectively, they are effectively the market. They own a part of every company rather than being and it's i think that's what Bezos is probably doing with his divesting from amazon trying to become one of these people where, where his wealth isn't tied to one particular thing um and then you have these then they have billionaires who are like multi-generational and they can trace their wealth back to the 12th century or some shit then like there's there's always more you can always go higher you can always look over and go hey that's something i don't have even when you have all the wealth in the world, there is still, there's still power that you don't have. There's influence that you don't have. There's respect of other people around you that you don't have. Remember that wealth is not the only motivator to do things. And once you have all the wealth, when you have enough money to do effectively anything, you look at all those other things that you don't have and you go, I'm gonna take those now. Or at least work towards those now. Like if you had all the wealth and you're just like, fuck it, I wanna go to Mars. Or I wanna do something. I, I wanna get my, names in the my name in the history book. I like when my old money friends look down on the new money folks with no taste. I, know, I don't know if you're being serious, but that is a trope. That's probably true. Gaming on Pornhub as an alternative to YouTube. Quick thought, what if Pornhub expanded and created a gaming category? Would that be better than YouTube? Since there's no censorship or demonetization of any sort? No. Are you crazy? We've talked about this before. All platforms start with a hands-off lackadaisical, you can do whatever you want attitude. And then eventually they have to start making money. So then they start trimming back the content that makes it so they can't get advertisers or makes the, the platform not palatable for larger audiences. And they trim and trim and trim. The, the only time you will have a perfectly free and open platform is if it's publicly funded or it's the early days of a... Uh, uh, Private ownership. Oh, Pornhub makes a lot of money from ads. They are the central hub for people watching pornography. And so all these things, all these websites that run off subscriptions, you know, browsers and stuff, they, uh, they pay Pornhub to advertise for. Why do I know that? Because I am a part owner of Pornhub. I own 16%. I get revenue reports quarterly. Did people not know this? 
Obviously not, I don't know where I know this information from. I was watching some videos, you know, I, I watch videos about economics and shit. Basically, so if Pornhub opened a gaming section of Pornhub, while it would increase the amount of content on the platform, it wouldn't substantially increase the amount of companies that want to advertise on the platform. Because it would still be associated with Pornhub, right? Which would turn off a lot of advertisers. So you would increase the amount of uh, real estate for the ads to, to be placed, but you wouldn't increase the amount of ads that need to be placed. So the CPM would go down. Basically, any individual bit of content on Pornhub uh, would be making less money. You would never get to a point where you'd be making as much money on Pornhub as you would be on YouTube. You know? More than this, it's very unlikely that uh, audiences would uh, move from, uh, from YouTube to Pornhub to watch their gaming content. So the audience would still be all on YouTube. Like, you understand, when you talk about demonetization and you talk about content that gets removed, you're talking about like 0.00001% of the content. The vast majority of people do not care about this content. And to be honest, I wouldn't say it's worth watching anyway. You're not going to take much of an audience away from YouTube by hosting this content. And demonetization, newsflash, is not as big of a thing as a lot of content creators suggest it is. The reason why you hear about it all the time is because YouTube gets, you know, thousands of hours of content uploaded to their platform every day. So the odds of uh, one video getting demonetized or something incorrect happening to someone is obviously quite high just because the amount of, you know, the billions of users on the platform. YouTube on the whole is very good at what they do. Like I guarantee you every single day Someone's content is wrongly, wrong, wrongfully removed from YouTube. Every single day, someone's video is uh, wrongfully demonetized. Every single day, someone is wrongfully banned on this platform. Every single day. And it's because there's literally billions of users on the platform. And there's 365 days in a year. It would represent like 0.0000001% or some shit of the... You know, of, of, of the overall decisions being made at YouTube in regards to content. The worst Twitter take. Streamers should buy a license to live stream games. So this guy works for Google Stadia or whatever. So he says, Streamers worried about getting their content pulled because they used music they didn't pay for should be worried by the fact that they're streaming games that they didn't pay for as well. It's all gone as soon as publishers decide to enforce it. The real truth is the streamers should be paying the developers and publishers of the games they stream. They should be buying a license like any real business and paying for the content they use. Amazing to me that people are upset at someone saying that the creators of content should be allowed to make money, should be allowed to make some money from other people using their content for profit. So this take is so bad. Not only did he get, you know, ratioed on every single post that he did, but Google Stadia itself is tre trending. With everyone shitting on Google Stadia. Like, it's like, these are the big brain takes that have destroyed Google Stadia. And he, he was so embarrassed, he added to the end, all opinions my own. As if that's going to save him from um, getting chewed out by people at Google Stadia. Um, I did write some tweets. If tomorrow games had to outline explicitly in their user license agreement whether their content could be streamed, it would be a race for companies to say, we allow it, because only an idiot wouldn't realize you'd rather be getting the free advertisement. 
Most companies do outline already in their user license agreement that streaming is okay. My inbox being a sea of please play my game on stream here as a key, and the complete lack of publishers taking down streamed content supports the obvious reality of streaming benefiting the bottom line of these companies. Imagine for a moment believing that streamers should pay to advertise items to the wider gaming community. Next, I'll need a license to wear clothes on stream or use a mouse. Should not the companies that make everything I use get a cuss? Without them, I couldn't stream after all. Someone um, responded, except Nintendo, Nintendo doesn't do this. And I responded, no, even Nintendo removed their creative uh, creator program and now allows everyone to record and stream their games. Happens start of 2019. There's always some fine print of, we reserve the rights to take down whatever we please, blah, blah, blah. But publishers are not as dumb as this guy. And someone responded, it's weird because I agree with what you're saying and I agree with your stance on React content, but at the same time, a streamer giving exposure to a game dev by playing their game and a bigger streamer giving exposure to a smaller streamer by watching their video is kind of similar. I respond, it isn't. If you watch a video with a streamer, you have experienced 100% of what that game has to offer. If you watch someone play a game, not only have you only watched a portion of what is possible, even that portion still has value because playing it yourself has value. It's like copying an entire ride from Disneyland versus uploading a video of you enjoying the ride. In the first, you could get the entire experience without ever engaging with the original. In the second, you could just give more, you're just giving more information for others to judge if they want to ride at all. There's just so many angles you can attack this as to how dumb it is. Like defending multiple million dollar, billion dollar companies and expecting people with one viewer on Twitch to be paying a license. Streaming clearly benefits game developers in every capacity and creates new and original content that does not take all of the value away from the, away from the original product. Whether or not under the laws that exist now, Stream, whether it would be legal or not, is a separate question. But morally, clearly streaming does not have a negative impact on the gaming industry. It's why every game dev is banging on streamers' doors going, PLEASE PLAY OUR GAME ON STREAM! The, the game devs, the publishers aren't idiots. It's, it's, even, it's even worse of a take, because if you read anyone's user license agreement these days, there's already a, a stipulation saying you can stream games. The, streaming is so lucrative for companies. Games have been developed specifically for streamers. I was playing, what was it, Noah Tree or whatever the fuck it is yesterday, which I only bought because I saw Elijah playing it. It's, it's an entire game with a mode specifically designed so streamers can have their chat interact. Half the games being developed today have modes in them or connections that you can do with Twitch streamers. There, there, there's, there's a game right now that was developed an entire level specifically with one particular streamer in mind. So desperate are game developers, game publishers to get that free advertisement in the large majority from streamers that they're literally designing their games to appeal to this market. This tiny, tiny, tiny sliver of the gaming industry. They are literally spending dev time to make things for them. And this guy is like, man, these streamers, they're just it's taking so much for the publishers, the developers. Ah, oh, they're losing us. The suffering these streamers are causing. We need to, we need to change this immediately. We need to, we need some, some licensing agreement. Insane. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing and I wish you all the best.